0: You are listening to Talking Star Wars.
1: Yeah, so going back to the other Force users and Force cultures that we see, there's not a whole lot of complete other cultures. There's a couple from the new expanded universe that we see, um, both relics from the past and newer ones. So, for example, um, there is... A series of short stories and a novel about Luke Skywalker uh, after being told this is the release prior to the release of The Last Jedi. And one of the stories is about Luke being on a water planet where he is trying to learn their ways of the force. And they call it the tides. Uh, and their whole philosophy is feeling the tides but not using them. And Luke does Luke engages in a fairly robust philosophical argument with their head shaman, where He's like, well, if you have this power, but don't use it to defend people, isn't that dereliction of duty? Mm -hmm. But Luke doesn't win or lose the argument. He presents his case, and you can see his point, but you can also see the point of the shaman's like, oh, but if you then rely on this power, it then um, has the danger of you needing to rely on it more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, of course, Luke has seen with his father, where leading to overly rely on the force crippled him. But he still, I think, learns more temperance because his instinct was always to use the force for everything, where instead these people know the force is there and deliberately don't use it, mm-hmm. and instead just let it guide them. And I would say that's a fairly well light side manifestation mm-hmm. of the force.
0: And I think that's something that is reflected in what Luke was trying to communicate to Ray as well about respecting the force and not manipulating it. But it's hard <coughs> to have a, a show about magic and you know jumping and flipping and throwing objects with your mind if you're maintaining that philosophy of not using the force, although I, I like it as I like it better as a philosophical standpoint than
1: moving. Paris yeah, he around. stays on the planet for months trying to learn their ways, and then eventually the shaman will not teach him. But he are, he says, "Oh, but I've already learned what I needed to know." Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, the Temple of the Wills on Jeddah.
0: That's fascinating. Or, or uh, there's the Temple of the Wills. I was thinking of the Wills that Yoda
1: communes with. So yeah. we can talk about them both because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have the Temple of the Wolves Jedi, which, you know, has a kyber mine and all mm-hmm. that, and we have a non-Jedi character who's able to tap into the Force. What is his name? That's a good
0: question. Uh, Baze uh, Malbus
1: is his partner and probable husband, though he doesn't oh. even ever confirm that. Oh, uh... uh Chirrut Inwe. Yeah. Uh, Chirrut uh, Inwe. I
0: would
1: have gotten that. Yeah. yeah. So, and for the record, he's totally gay with Bayes Malbus. Is he? He totally is. Is he? They share a bed. They do, yeah, in one of the books. Oh, that's a book, Guardian of the Wells. Okay, quote it's, Seinfeld. It's, not it's, there's anything wrong. With it. They have Disney has plausible deniability, but a queer reading mm-hmm. of the text is possible. Um, so yeah, so he is not a Jedi, mm-hmm. and I think like many of the the next culture we'll talk about, the Chiss, mm-hmm. he primarily uses the Force for precognition, mm-hmm. which appears to be either the simplest. Or most straightforward way in which the force communicates to people, though here also yeah. he also possesses empathy, and I think he possesses some rudimentary psych, psychometry too, mm-hmm. based on the book. Though that might just be his empathic sense.
0: And he does, yeah, he definitely has an empathic sense of just uh, knowing, oh, uh, what's his face is not telling the truth. Yeah, or he sounds like he's going to shoot your dad. He yeah, says something along, yeah, those uh, lines.
1: He has the aura of a man about to, uh, a man preparing to kill.
0: Right. Uh much more poetic than I had in
1: mind, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's able to use the precognition. He walks into a field of blaster bolts Mm -hmm. as implied, I think, as when Vader does it, but much less delivery. He's minutely moving the bolts and the blasters that do not affect him.
0: Some will say that even Force users in general have that innate ability, and that's why stormtroopers never seem to hit the protagonists. Yeah,
1: and you, you actually see Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader doing this in a few novels. It specifically mm-hmm. says, and then he nudged the Force in all of them. So I think he's tapping into that. He's never done that before, mm-hmm. and of course, of course, results in his death. Mm-hmm. So he's like he was a guardian of the will, and that he was yeah. a guardian of the temple, and he had a certain respect for the Force, but never used it. Because he said he didn't use it, but of course he was using his empathic mm-hmm. sense and his precognition pre- his whole life without him being yeah. using the Force.
0: Some will say that Han Solo has been using Force his whole life to do things that a man should not be able to accomplish. And yeah. he's just un- an unwilling agent of the Force. I, I think all beings in the Star Wars universe are, really.
1: They're, yeah, they're all connected to mm-hmm. the Force. It's just generally able to utilize it mm-hmm. in a... In an um, active way. In an active yeah. way. I definitely think Han Solo is somewhat Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um... The Especially, force
0: looks kindly on him,
1: uh, at least. I think it flips a coin day by day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What other, what other, any other, what other force users are we going to talk about?
0: You're going to bring up the Chiss, which is ah. the, the blue people, the blue man group. Of so the, Star the Wars Chiss
1: universe. are they live in the Unknown Regions. They have an empire there called the Chiss hmm. Ascendancy. We don't know a ton about them. Um, I think I will learn more about them. And there's a trilogy of books uh, about Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's a okay. character growing up there. But we do know that um, they primarily have female force-sensitive children, that, who they call Skywalkers, and they use an ability they call um, the Third Sight, and they use it entirely for hyperspace astrogation in the unknown regions, which can't be navigated through traditional means because the hyperspace lanes are always changing. So we see Darth Vader utilizing this skill, because he's Anakin Skywalker, he's yeah. very powerful in the Force with very little training when Thrawn asks him to. But we do see these just children, and at one point there's a great scene where Vader's fist um, in the, f- the First Legion is that. This a vessel. Correct. No, so the first legion is the detachment of the 501st okay. that is specifically serving with him on Thrawn's ship gotcha. they have a specific ship and all that so they rescue these just children from the the Grisk and they're walking down a corridor and there's all these little ambush points and the children start pointing to false panels in the walls even <laughs> though they can't communicate in the same language and the stormtroopers just start aiming up and as soon as someone pops out to ambush them they shoot them as they go <laughs> and then he even says the stormtrooper commander in, even says I could get used to fighting like this <laughs> and you see even at a remove how much powerful the force is in such combat I wonder why it's only females who
0: have the 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 sensitivity.
1: Um, well, the viewpoint characters don't know mm-hmm. the the Chists are definitely not human, and yeah. the force does manifest itself differently. Mm-hmm. But we do know that there are male force sensitives, and it may or may not have been. It even says that after they the people lose their force sensitivity, they're mm-hmm. set aside. Is how it's said because they, yeah. but the Chists don't have the knowledge or the culture to foster growth of the force mm-hmm. in their people. And again, we see how culturally. It influences your understanding of the force. The Republic, Mm -hmm. being this great monoculture, has this, you know, order that arises that is part of the political structure. You have the Dathomir Mm -hmm. who have this rigid death planet, and so they have a rigid bilateral culture that arises and you have the death mirror
0: who are so insulated but the republic which is this melting pot of mm-hmm. hundreds of different planets and different uh species of force user that yeah. all follow the same
1: yeah and then, then you have this isolationist and i would i would say very it's a merit it's a meritocracy but also very autocratic. So the doesn't. their culture then influences their view of the Force. It's this ability, and it is utilized to its fullest extent, but without really understanding how the power works, it wanes, and then they move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. People are resources. Yeah. They just have a very utilitarian view of the galaxy, mm-hmm. and so that manifests itself. And perhaps I think the Force requires a larger view, and so I think the culture just sort of inhibits the growth of for powerful Chiss. And I'm hoping we'll see more of them in
0: Ahsoka, because that's the natural point, because Thrawn, the, the chiss uh, grand admiral or is, grand admiral for the empire is, who is chiss
1: is exiled with yeah. a jedi to mm-hmm. the unknown regions and has been for at least 10 years mm-hmm. or by the time the ahsoka series yeah at least 10 years by the time the ahsoka series comes up which i and need to watch before i need to watch rebels before the ahsoka series comes will. up yeah because yeah. also ahsoka is also a main character mm-hmm. like, at least seasons three and four yeah and going off of rebels then that's really all i know about the chiss um but then I think that's last that just brings you to Bendu. Yeah, right? so then he talks about the Bendu. And the other
0: wills. The-
1: now, I'll let you talk about the wills. I'll talk about the Bendu. Sure. So uh, he calls himself the Bendu, so you already know what kind of person you're dealing with when they put a the before their name. Mm-hmm. It's more of a title. Yeah. But he is this self-proclaimed gray force user in that he calls himself the one in the middle, neither dark nor light. He is helpful to the protagonists in that he's willing to pass on knowledge, but he also, you know, he interacts with both a Sith and and a Jedi holocron without apparent um, concern. But he's also completely unconcerned about the thought that the people he's mentoring might die or fall to the dark side. You know, they attempt to appeal to his better nature and he simply refuses and that he deliberately doesn't make a side. And I think you see, and it deliberately shows the positives and negatives of that approach in that his refusal to act could be seen as an abdication of responsibility that he Mm -hmm. allows these things to happen. But then when he is personally threatened, he then unleashes his full power, and he destroys a significant part of the fleets of both the protagonists and the antagonists Mm -hmm. in his anger.
0: Yeah, the way all things should be.
1: Yeah, so I think this shows the flaw, and it's, oh, I'm balanced between the people who are trying to fight for freedom and the people who are trying to take freedom away, including my own. Mm -hmm. It shows the inherent flaws of that, because while the protagonists are willing to engage him in conversation and even seek him out for help and then leave him be and even come warn him. Mm the antagonists attempt to kill him as soon as they discover him. He's an uncontrolled force user. And so it shows, I think, the limitations of his philosophy, as with many of the philosophies shown, are not perfect. And Mm so, whereas the Bendu's philosophy of non-interference works in a galaxy that is largely ignoring him, when he becomes involved, not making a choice is still a choice. And it's reflected also when Luke isolates himself
0: and says, I'm no longer a Jedi. He's serving no good. He's... uh, if the First Order were to find him, they would execute him on the spot. But he could offer so much as far as
1: resources, and hope goes to the Resistance. Yeah, Cain and Jarus the Jedi mm-hmm. from um, Rebels, even cha- challenges the Ben Jizu. And it's much mm-hmm. like the argument that Luke has with the Shaman of the Tides. Mm-hmm. and that You don't get a clear winner, and you can see the points of both. But that's what I think we're supposed to more agree with our protagonist. Even though you can understand he's trying to force the bendu who is a character with power to do something he doesn't want to do and it is the bendu has free will and so he is allowed to make his own choices but you're allowed to think those choices are wrong and i think it's implied that his you know attempt thinking that he can just be this fulcrum in the middle Mm -hmm. of the light and the dark and you know engage in the dark side without being affected by it or to talk to these jedi but then not described any part of their philosophy isn't to be flawed but he's also very powerful and he provides good advice mm-hmm. to the protagonists he helps a blind jedi use of the force to see again but then he also kills a lot of people mm-hmm. so and he freaks out grand admiral thrawn when he pronounces that he foresees defeat in his future mm-hmm. because thrawn and of course coming from a culture where the force is primarily for precognition puts great value in that and mm-hmm. is freaked out by the bendu
0: and he's also a giant space Buffalo gorilla.
1: Well, yeah, and I also like that we had, a, we had a, a different view of an ancient Force mm-hmm. being that is not just a humanoid. He right. is a deliberately different, and I mean the Force powers he shows. He can levitate objects, he can vanish without being seen, mm-hmm. um, and at one point he takes over a storm and summons a tornado and lightning. That lightning powerful enough that destroys entire starships, which is very
0: dark side, and you have invisibility, which is very nice, sister. So you have these different reflections of. Uh, how this force user? Yeah, but he also
1: he peers into the future yeah. like Yoda does, mm-hmm. and he reads people's emotions. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's he portrays a lot of force abilities, and he helps people. He like services a, a sounding board, but he refuses to make choices himself mm-hmm. until he's threatened himself.
0: Yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a take on how you would imagine that neutrality and balance would be the solution to a diametrically opposed system of light and dark side. But it's great to see the flaws in that system, how the, the way of not making decisions can be harmful.
1: Yeah. And I think you're definitely right in that. I think parallels with the Bendu's decision not to involve himself is in Luke stowing himself away. He's in Cal Kestis. Who cuts himself off from the Force, so mm-hmm. Cal gets a more pass. He's a child, so he's not mm-hmm. ready to right. take a pass. He is forced to abandon his hiding.
0: But Obi Wan abandons uh, his,
1: you know, path as a Jedi
0: for ten years.
1: Yeah, and we see that he's able to fulfill his vow while not abandoning himself as a Jedi mm-hmm. after the events of the Obi Wan show. Yeah, I think you also see it with Asajj Ventress. Who still uses the Force, but thinks of herself as uninvolved and not making important decisions when she's a bounty hunter, but then when she, then she is drawn back in to the plot to assassinate Duku fairly easily. Well, I think that's about all the Force users we have to talk about. We talked about the Jedi, the Sith, the Bendu, the Wills. Oh, yeah. The other wills? Go ahead, about the, the, the uh, wills that Yoda meets, who test Yoda and his understanding of the yeah. light side of the Force.
0: I like the wills better than the uh, dynamic between the father, son, and daughter. the The archaic Force user Jedi and Sith. Just because that seemed a little on the nose and they reveal these futures to Anakin and then they take them away because they're too painful. Whereas the wills are this kind of full spectrum of emotion. And each one of them kind of have this drama mask of mm-hmm. a very clear, you know, inquisitive, angry, gentle emotion. And they challenge Yoda. And I think this is where they pit him up against his, his darkness, his inner darkness.
1: Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. The, what the Clone Wars does is great to show Yoda as a person and that he, most people see him as this font of wisdom, But I think what people forget from the original trilogy is that Yoda was also a person. He Mm -hmm. is deeply haunted by failure. Yeah. He did fail. He is the one who decided to train Anakin Skywalker in the first Mm -hmm. place. I think you have to take Yoda as a wise and powerful person, but one who's made many mistakes. Mm -hmm. But he is always willing to own up to those mistakes, I think, is what sets him apart from other fallen Jedi.
0: And learn from his mistakes. That was his whole point in The Last Jedi. That's uh a... Uh, You don't just let go of your past, but you learn from your past and you move on from there, which I think, you know, you have the Jedi who always say, we have this order, we have these rules that you must follow. And the Sith or the dark side in that case are all about trying to abandon. But this more balanced view is trying to learn. And I I like seeing from the wills this full celebration of uh, every side of a person. And... Uh, George Lucas wanted those wills to be microscopic beings that the characters in his sequel trilogy would have met in a Honey, I Shrunk the
1: Kid's Adventure. Still a terrible idea.
0: Still a terrible idea, but man, would I have paid money to see that. I preferred
1: Yoda, like, just bitch-slapping the evil force ghost of Darth (laughs) Bane with, like, seven words. Yeah. And then just meditating through his own darkness Mm -hmm. and then achieving enlightenment. Yeah.
0: Well, that was him, yeah, just des- destroying that archaic evil, that ancient evil. But that Sith evil is dead because they don't have the ability to cling to life unless they shove their soul into a mask or a pop-dirt yeah. of some kind.
1: It also it, sh- it also shows, however, the Wills agree that Yoda is wise and powerful enough to continue on as an entity and a personality after death. Mm-hmm. However... We still show that even when he's still alive, he perpetuates mm-hmm. some of the negative parts of the Jedi Order when he tells Luke he needs to abandon his attachments to Leia and Han. Yep. Which would have resulted in their deaths. I mean, it certainly results in bad things for him personally. Mm-hmm. And he is not prepared to fight Darth Vader whatsoever, which no. is right about. But does that mean that the, it was still the wrong thing for him to go to his friend's aid? And- whereas Yoda thinks it is.
0: He also needs to... Train so that he's strong enough to kill Vader because Vader's not capable of redemption.
1: Well, and because Vader is also Yoda's failure. Mm-hmm. So I still think, even when he's the wise mentor figure and he's spitting some good truth, mm-hmm. he's still bound by his own traumas, yeah, and his own experiences and his own mistakes, mm-hmm. which I think is why Yoda is a great character. Yeah, definitely a more rounded character than Mace Windu, who I think is a deliberate foil to Yoda, mm-hmm. and that Mace Windu, well, is a wise and powerful Jedi is very severe and refuses to change and refuses to adapt which is why he dies and Yoda survives and has the ability to change but still mm-hmm. is bound by his mm-hmm. yeah. He I represents those dogmatic views mm-hmm.
0: and that is until we see Mace Windu come back in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids adventure where they shrink down into into the size of midi midichlorians I, I need, mo- I
1: need most dead Star Wars characters to stay dead <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm going to put Mace Windu in the Please Stay Dead bucket Mm -hmm. as much as i love samuel jackson
0: we don't need 85 year old samuel jackson to come back with one arm yeah yeah
1: all right well i think that takes us to the conclusion of our discussion of force users jedi sith and everything in between and a step aside thank you for listening
0: we've been talking star wars we'll see you sometime soon in a galaxy right here